Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to part three. We were just going to do one part, then two parts, and three parts. This just gets better all the time. Yeah, uh, Here with my friend, Christina Crenshaw. Again, just no, no, no. If you went, if you're skipping to part three, it's part one. Part two sets us up for part three. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to, we're, we're talking about Christian worldview. We're talking about uh, how our own journey affects that. Again, just for a frame of reference, zero to 20, uh, you're talking shapes our worldview mm-hmm. values. 20 to 40, we sort that out. We decide, okay, mm-hmm. where are we going to do about that? How mm-hmm. are we going to live? How are we going to work that in our lives or not? It's mm-hmm. where people get tossed to and fro, as the scripture says. Mm-hmm. And then 40 plus, you've kind of hardwired. Mm-hmm. Now you're just saying, how am I going to mentor that back or how am I going to live mm-hmm. that out? Great construct. And then uh, 2020 hits, right? Uh, right? Um, yeah. So we've got these things already going on. We've got these worldview deals that we talked about last podcast. And and here we go. We're into 2020. Um uh, we had a little firestorm through social media uh, as mm-hmm. Antioch Community Church, and uh, me and some of my friends got the blessing of that. Uh, but you were observing that, and mm-hmm. then you had your own experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about your own experience, and what are some of your conclusions now as you look to take that as an opportunity to say, all right, it's not just me that this worldview's after. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a people that God's called to now be a voice. Yeah. So go for it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I want to say that I don't think 2020 rocked me spiritually as much as I saw it wreak havoc on other people. Mm-hmm. Probably um, in good part because I started asking myself, what is the Christian worldview? Yep. How does the Bible address social issues yeah. way back in 2010? Yes. So before, Great. and I think, you know, sort of like the moral of this would be, Seek God for who he is. Seek his word before you are in the trial, Mm -hmm. before you need it. So that when the winds and the rains come, you feel like your boat is ready to go, that you're not going to to drift and and be led astray. I think also just being in a healthy church body, Mm -hmm. I knew that I could trust that I have the luxury of 18 years of walking with our church. Um, I also want to say, Jimmy, just kind of in your defense, I don't Mm -hmm. think that any pastor came out of 2020 saying this was our best year ever and we're thriving. (laughs) You know, like I, you, you you guys received a lot of intense criticism, Mm -hmm. but I think macro level, everybody did. I haven't Mm -hmm. talked to a single pastor who was like this best, best year I've ever had. You know, um, the big C church is questioning itself right now. There's, there's a reckoning happening across Mm -hmm. the landscape. And I am so thankful. I wish I could give every pastor who survived 2020 a hug and a raise. (laughs) I do. So I'm just so thankful for the church. But what do I see? You know, why is it we came out of 2020 wrestling? Right. 
I don't want to be too reductionistic about it, but I think a lot of it is that we're listening to too many voices. Yes. You know, we've got too many voices trying to tell us what is true. Um, Or as I think I heard somebody say the other day, it might have just been a friend, it said we have a lot of critics with very little credentials. Yes. You know, and I don't want to, you know, appeal to authority can be a logical fallacy just so he's the boss, I'm going to trust him. But there is a comfort that you can take in knowing Mm -hmm. that somebody has walked this road already has studied this, has lived this, and has the authority on it. And when you become your own authority, you quickly lose sight of where we're going. Mm -hmm. You know, you've talked about how we are, you know, we're all on a journey towards the end. Mm -hmm. One of the beautiful things about the Christian worldview is that we know what the end is. Unlike other worldviews, you know, it's kind of like Jeff Abshire shared in a meeting the other day. You don't want to just get in a car with a faceless driver who keeps appearing and disappearing. You don't know where the car is going. You know, and scripture gives us a template for this is where we're going and this is how you get here. And this is the way I'd like you to live along Mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. But when we stop listening to God as Mm -hmm. our primary voice through through spirit and truth, through word and, you know, through worship and the body of Christ, when we stop allowing that to be our touchstone for Mm -hmm. truth and for knowing and we allow the world and all of these social media voices to be Mm -hmm. that, then we get confused. We get discombobulated. We get turned around. Um, And so I think a lot of what we're seeing in 2020 is that, I would say Mm -hmm. primarily. Mm -hmm. I also want to add sort of this caveat. There were some reckonings that needed to happen. Absolutely. You know, in the public square and private Mm -hmm. spaces like Mm -hmm. churches. um, So not even just our local church, Big C Church. Absolutely political landscape, there are some cases where you're like, this is not right. This is a grievous injustice and we need Mm -hmm. to address it. Absolutely. But I think, again, it comes back to how then are we going Mm -hmm. to address it and by what authority? And if we're doing it through a humanistic place, Mm -hmm. then it's going to lead us to human broken results because humans are broken. I want to make a comment on that. I got uh, to July and if you take the that kind of the 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 feedback and uh, the need for change and challenge, and I kind of mark it March to July, was anything and every day was go low, listen, make mm. sure you understand what's being said, make sure you understand where we've been blind, where I've been blind, mm-hmm. where we've missed it, go low, and 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 um, and and there is a. Uh, cyclical heart posture of that. Hey, what can mm-hmm. I learn? Do I understand what's being said? Do I understand what's being said? Then in July, there was a turning where God spoke to me so clearly, said, now stand up and lead. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself and then stand up and mm-hmm. lead around biblical orthodoxy that has 2,000 years, thousands of years before that through the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. This will remain. Yeah. And, and I need people to stand. I need you to stand and lead on timeless biblical clarity with deep humility. There's correction that was needed, will be needed, Mm -hmm. is needed. Mm -hmm. But correction is to to get us back to God's original intent, Mm -hmm. not for us to create another worldview, another design, another idea to get to take care of a problem. 
the the way back, like you said, not to be too reductionistic, but the way back throughout Scripture was like Ezra and Nehemiah, they found the scroll again. Mm -hmm. They found the scrolls and they Mm -hmm. read it and they were blown away and they wept and they fell on their knees and they said, oh my goodness, there's a God and he Mm -hmm. has a place called Jerusalem. We need to rebuild Mm -hmm. this wall. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be St. Francis of Assisi. God speaks to him in a dream and says, rebuild my church. And Assisi goes to the edge of town after having this epiphany from God, being a wealthy uh, a young kid, or, or you know his his life is set for um, being a nobleman, and he gets this vision from God, and he goes out to this old broken down church, and he starts putting up uh, you know the stones back, mm-hmm. and they said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well, God told me to build His church," mm-hmm. and a, and Assisi, while he's literally doing the physical rebuilding, realizes, "Oh, my people are in rubble." The whole mm-hmm. of the people have mm-hmm. lost sight of who we're to be mm-hmm. as a people. And so he begins mm-hmm. this incredible order mm-hmm. of young men and women. Rebuilding the church rebuilding inside. Rebuilding the church inside. Mm-hmm. And they, they became missional monastics. And mm-hmm. and so in the challenge of the church uh, in 2020, in the challenges, it was not for destruction of the church. Mm-hmm. It was for resurrection of the church. Mm-hmm. And, That's and, good perspective. And, and that, is yeah. a, that is a real key here. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you find salute, try to find solutions outside of God, His Word, and His historical church. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, I mean the beautiful side of this, the, the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against, right. right? The principles of being the people of God on mission for the glory of God. If you're looking for solutions outside of that, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm a pragmatist and I'm a theologian, right? Yeah. And that is... If this and the solutions that people are looking for with humans wrestling with humans, mm-hmm. uh, good versus evil, uh, has never worked and won't work. Mm-hmm. But when there's a submission to God and get try, everybody trying to get back to His design for how we should live our lives, mm-hmm. which is one of purity and justice and mm-hmm. righteousness and mm-hmm. equality in the value of, mm-hmm. of, of each person, all that beauty is already wrapped in the mm-hmm. design of God. Mm-hmm. So we're not reaching out for something we don't know. We're reaching back to something that we've forgotten. Right. And, That's um, good. So I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but that 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 is what. I've resolved coming out of time. For me, mm-hmm. it's been, hey, humility at every turn. Learn to listen thoroughly and well, like I've never listened before. Like, come on, God, mm-hmm. help me to learn from everyone. But then I'm taking that information back under a, an historical and biblical grid mm-hmm. with people that would like to take that worldview, whether mm-hmm. it's a smaller crowd or a larger crowd, because I know in the end, through the resurrection of Jesus, the the life and the hope for the world is going to come out of that. Right. So anyway, so that's me. Tell me yeah. about you coming out yeah. of 2020. Well, so, you know, I've been doing a lot of this work. I mean, you know, yeah. pod, you know podcast one and two, we talked about um, my history with doing worldview mm-hmm. and being in academia and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, I did a cultural engagement and leadership fellowship through Dallas Theological Seminary right. where for a whole year would drive up to Dallas once a week, sat with the theologians there in their, right. their weekly meetings, specifically looking at, um, like, the topic then actually was women in leadership. Yeah. But before that, they did justice, you right. know, which is kind of what they do. You know, what is God's um, definition of justice and right. how do we integrate it in a right. pluralistic society yeah. um, and even globally? And I think that it, that is kind of the tricky part when we're talking about how does the Christian— 
how does a mm-hmm. Christian integrate their faith and into uh, um, academics, into education, right, sure. into politics, into mm-hmm. their profession? It is tricky because Absolutely. we live in a pluralistic society. Yes. But where it should be less tricky is how to do it within the church. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're speaking yes. to. It's becoming concerning because yeah. before 2020, we were seemingly mostly on the same page about like this is the church and this is the world and the lines between those two have been so blurred by 2020 Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that people has found have found very helpful is when the church sort of like rightly acknowledges where you know again historical church honestly this cultural moment has missed the mark slavery jim crow laws like the silence not not speaking up for life not being pro-life enough to tomb and i think that disarms criticism when we Mm -hmm. start from a place of hey I'm too, I'm grieved. We missed it. I'm grieved over this. But then I'm always very quick to say, but in this 2,000 years, 3,000 years for including the Old Testament, we've done a lot of things right and well. Most hospitals, orphanages, nonprofits have come out of the church, the people of God. And I think we're so quick to forget that, Mm -hmm. that we do justice because of his standard. And we love people because of his love for us, right? And, And when we lose those those theological cornerstones mm-hmm. all that's left is mm-hmm. humanism mm-hmm. so kind of back to you know like how did i experience yes, yes. this in 2020 how did, how did well 2021 was actually my 2020 but yes. um with the new administration there were uh, several executive orders that were sure. passed one that has deeply grieved me. I mean, there's a number, but sure. one particularly um, because it affects the work that I've done with anti-trafficking work right. and women's leadership yes. spaces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as a mother, I, as a woman, I was sure. deeply concerned about the Title IX expansion that will mm-hmm. ana- that now allows um, people to choose their gender. Right. You know, just kind of simplify it. Sure. So a biological male right. can identify as a trans woman mm-hmm. and then compete and occupy in mm-hmm. female spaces mm-hmm. that have historically been protected by yes. Title IX, 1972. Right. That's Absolutely. what it was established to do. The, you know, these are male spaces, these are female spaces, because yes. we recognize that there's a biological difference. Um, so this new administration passes that. Out of honor, that. right? Out, it, out of it, honor. It was an out honor, of honor and a protection and a value space uh, in yeah. value law. Okay. Yeah, I mean, really, it was, you know, it's kind of a wellspring of the feminist movement, third wave feminists, but, but it's you know, the right thank side. you. It's the yes. right side of that right. correction, right? right? It's a beautiful side. And I right. think, you know, this is where we try, we transpose a biblical worldview with what the world is telling us. And we say, okay, this is what scripture says about honoring people, love mm-hmm. and justice. I'm going to transpose that like a transparency. Anybody over 40 will get that reference. Yes, under 40, say. they won't. But, you know, the old overhead days, you yes, put the transparency uh-huh. on. Where it aligns, accept. Where yeah. it doesn't align reject that part of the narrative um so really i actually on twitter i was just responding to someone who had expressed the same concerns it wasn't even my original thought i just responded yeah just requoting just responding yeah you know i responded and then like retweeted it and it was like i too am concerned like this is concerning you know um from a biblical perspective from a biological perspective this is concerning and so i think back to you know what you were saying where you're seeing discord and just contentious Mm -hmm. relationship within the church I got backlash within Christian community Mm -hmm. who said you know like that's wrong you can't keep Mm -hmm. males who identify as females out of female spaces and you know that's offensive and um, essentially you know went on to write a student article about me saying that I wasn't a safe person and Mm -hmm. as long as I'm on campus Mm -hmm. they're no longer safe Mm -hmm. Um, what is really like 
I don't know, kind of funny, ironic. I know it is. I I mean, I have wept. I have cried. I have like, Lord, sift my heart and all my wicked ways. On the other end of that, I'm like, you told me I was on your safe list before. There was a safe list of professors. But then when I confessed that, you know, or shared that I wanted to protect women's faces, they took me off the safe list. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyway. Didn't take much to get on or off, I guess, really? it's apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, I mean, really, I've come through that, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I I know what I believe to be true about this. Mm-hmm. Now help me be as compassionate as I can be. As yes. one of my former professors who was advising me during this process mm-hmm. said to me, he said, Christina, you know, just stand firm, but go in humility. It always disarms mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Because when people are angry, they're looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. You don't fight back. You mm-hmm. you fight back by just disarming them with truth. You just right. sure. go in humility. Right. And so that was, you know, kind of the road that I had to take, the posture I had to take. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to apologize for believing this because I can biblically and biologically evidence why this is a bad idea, that I can't support this narrative. But I do, I am sad that it makes you sad. I recognize mm-hmm. that there is hurt and brokenness. And sure. it goes back to that sure. zero through 20 worldview being shaped, yeah, right. that 20 through 40, like reconciling what is true, right? Yeah. They're, they're mm-hmm. wrestling. They're not solidified in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a whirlwind because I then had, you know, I went on 15 podcasts and Fox News and mm-hmm. yeah, it just had to have a lot of conversations. Um but I had never felt so supported by the body of Christ mm-hmm. in that. I never needed support. Mm-hmm. Right. But for every one person who, you know, had something really cruel and slanderous to say, there were 10 standing behind them saying, no, we agree with you. We're with you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in your corner. Um, so then for me, I would say, you know, kind of stepping out, it's only been five months. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it is, it is still tender. The Lord is still teaching me. But I would say my biggest takeaway has been this. It's one of resolve. I am resolved that I know who God is on this issue. Mm-hmm. I'm not confused. Mm-hmm. I'm resolved that um, even though I was hurt within a Christian community, the Christian community on its whole is not unhealthy. It was a few right. people within that community. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about church hurt, it's given me a perspective to be able to say, like, I don't deny or negate or mm-hmm. um, doubt that you sure. have been hurt by sure. the church. But I don't think it was the entirety of the church. It was mm-hmm. probably a few people within it. Mm-hmm. And there is a place of forgiveness sure. so that you can then reach wholeness. Right. You know, as long as you're bitter, you can't get better. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. that right perspective of, okay, I was hurt. There's mm-hmm. there's evidence, there's sure. online evidence of being hurt. It's undeniable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lord, help me forgive those people mm-hmm. because something is obviously going on in their own heart that is causing mm-hmm. damage and wreckage. Or you would, or they wouldn't respond this way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it's also helped shore up in me any places where I wondered how would I respond if I felt hurt by the community that mm-hmm. I loved, because I very much sure. loved this community. I've given my sure. life; it's helped sure. raise me sure. in a sense. Yeah. And so, from that perspective, I have to say, like that didn't change. Mm-hmm. A small group within it hurt me, mm-hmm. but the entirety of it didn't. And I'm going to bless that part. I'm going to say mm-hmm. this part's not okay, mm-hmm. but this part is good and mm-hmm. it's right. And mm-hmm. I can't affirm that part. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a, just a great analogy for me when people are, are saying that they, you know, have church yeah, hurt. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I, I'm sure you do. And I grieve and I'm so sorry mm-hmm. for the places you've been hurt. But I just want to remind you that 
the whole is healthy. And you know who else is even more healthy? The Lord. Yeah. You can trust him. <laughs> He's sovereign over that. Yes. Um, yeah. So kind of walking through that own craziness, it's it's just interesting because I've, I've taught on critical theories. Right. I've taught on deconstruction. Right. I've taught on how, you know, progressive our culture is coming, right. you know, becoming. Sure. But I definitely experienced it firsthand when I tried to stand up for something that we've just historically held as true. And everyone is essentially asking, like, but how do you know that's true? And yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, obviously what, what we're talking about is, uh, you know, in whom you believed, you understood the waters that you were swimming in, in, swimming in. (laughs) you, um, had helped others, uh, in their worldview and their development years, then it hits home, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a different experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've experienced it many times. It is hard to explain unless it's happening to you. And what I would say, uh, just to even expand the conversation, I would say that when humans come against worldviews that are housed in other humans, um, there is something more than just the human coming against you. So we believe in a demonic realm. We believe Mm -hmm. in principalities and powers. If the scripture says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. and my worldview is Jesus uh, is the way, the truth, and the life, my worldview is that the uh, scripture is the authority for life, and my particular view then has a clarity on sexuality as God defines it, not as I define it. So mm-hmm. here's my authority. God says, uh, you know, marriage between a, uh, one man and one woman for life. And I take that stance and then somebody is comes against that stance. I don't ultimately, I get it why somebody would mm-hmm. come against that stance. I don't feel that way. This isn't my experience. This isn't my worldview. This isn't what I've decided to be my authority. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I don't understand the human that doesn't agree with me on this particular stance, Mm -hmm. but the the intensity of it that Mm -hmm. is demanding for me to submit or be evil. Mm -hmm. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the, that's the deal. What I call the the um, s- uh, demanding submission mm-hmm. to your other worldview mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to um, voice my opinion and or live out my uh, truth it is, is not just fu- fueled by a human. Mm-hmm. There are demonic forces, that which is anti-God, not of God, that is pulling against the word of God that I believe in. Therefore, it's it's actually easier to forgive whoever hurts me, forgive whoever is trying to do whatever they're trying to do uh, around their worldview, because I I know that behind that there is a eternal struggle between right. the God Almighty, the rule and reign of Jesus, and the devil and his demons that are trying to destroy people. In one way, and I don't want to be too reductionist, because everybody has a will that we either submit to God or we submit to self or we mm-hmm. submit to someone else. Mm-hmm. But in the end, um, my um, submission to God then puts me under the rule and reign of God and the design of God. And there will be warfare when I mm-hmm. make that, when I stand with Jesus yeah. or with the word of God or with the design of God. Mm-hmm. And it makes people uncomfortable and they will feel that they need to lash out or they need mm-hmm. to be uh, aggressive in their behavior. But again, that's 2,000 years of church history since mm-hmm. Jesus. We will be persecuted. Right. As the scripture says, just be persecuted for the right thing. Yeah. And that, that's what you're affirming. Hey, 
right thinking, right submission to Jesus, right understanding of authority, right understanding of worldview, which actually even the people that come against us, it allows us to bless them, understand them, pray for them because it's not just them. Mm -hmm. It's their worldview. It's their background. And evil itself at times is trying to undermine the design of God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. give me give me a few thoughts on that. The spiritual realm, not just yeah. the intellectual realm, but the spiritual, that yeah. fuels a lot of this. So I think going back to what you had said, understanding that our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against the powers of darkness, you know, mm-hmm. that the enemy comes to kill, steal, right. and destroy. And so when we realize that, you know, we're really not like battling with our neighbor or, you know, in this case, it was like some students that this is really just a deceptive narrative that's falling on people. And and I'm being vague on purpose because fill in the blank, you know, with like whatever the deceptive, any issue, whatever the deceptive narrative. And so it gives you a place of compassion, I think, for that. One of the things I've been asked quite a bit, particularly by younger people, is like, well, when do I know to fight back and when do I turn the other cheek? Exactly. And I don't know that I have like a definitive answer on that. But I will say that I you you just you stand on truth. Yeah. You don't apologize and you yeah. do it with humility yes. as best you can. You're going to mess Absolutely. up. You're human. Mm-hmm. But it but is that place. And I think just kind of, you know, final thoughts on this. Isn't it amazing, Jimmy, how much parenting gives you perspective Absolutely. for the rest of the world? You know, yes. it's almost like becoming a parent gives you a glimpse into the way that the Lord must be relating to us. Mm-hmm. I had um, a conflict with my kids just yesterday because they didn't finish their dinner and they wanted dessert. They're demanding sure. dessert. And sure. I'm like, hey, sorry, guys, you yeah. didn't finish dinner you yeah. didn't eat you know sure. timer went off yeah. no dessert and they're, they're throwing a tantrum sure. and in my mind I'm like this is so illogical here's the rules you're throwing a tantrum <laughs> but in their mind it made total sense they're like we want our dessert. ice cream it's yeah, summer yeah, yeah. that was sure, their rebuttal it's summer <laughs> So like all rules are up. I get the ice cream even if I don't eat my dinner. Sure. Um, and I just kind of stood there and I thought, how often do we do that before the Lord? And Absolutely. he's like, because I love you, I'm saying no. Because I love you, I'm saying here is the real food, the real meat. Here's the vegetables. And then like, yes, I want you to enjoy some things as well too. But you can't have the thing that you enjoy until you eat the thing that's good for you. And that's and that's meat and that's going to fill you up. Exactly. Right? You know, it, it's a kind of moderation every analogy breaks down at some level but I was just thinking that last night as a parent I was like how often do this for the Lord I throw a tantrum and he's like I'm really just trying to protect you I'm really just looking out for your Mm -hmm. best and I think going back to like how do we interact with our neighbor because it is a biblical command love our neighbor absolutely we love them with truth. We love mm-hmm. them by saying, I yes. love you. That doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Let's go get coffee. Come mm-hmm. hang out in my backyard. Sorry. No, I can't tell you that I agree with that because according to scripture, sure. I just can't affirm that. But yeah. I will affirm your worth and dignity in sure. the Lord. Yeah. I just can't affirm that narrative. Yeah. And and it's just so similar to what I have to do often in parenting. Like, I still love you. Tomorrow's another day. We can try again for dessert tomorrow. Sure. But, you know, today this is not happening. Yeah. But it, it is just that right place of like, okay, Trusting authority, authority yeah. in God, yeah. authority in parenting, right. and saying this really is not a battle with me and my kids. This right. is a battle of their will with Absolutely. my neighbor. It's not a battle yeah. with me and my neighbor. It's a battle of mm-hmm. spiritual forces. Absolutely. And I think it just de-escalates, like in the heart and the sure. mind, the spirit realm of what's what's occurring. It, it it unempowers the enemy. He wants us to get riled up. Sure. And I don't want to do anything that makes him happy. You know, I'm like, sure. what would Satan mm. want me to do right now? I'm doing the opposite. Because right. I don't want to give him any kind of pleasure or delight wow. in stirring this up. You know, mm. and I know he's real. I know he's out there roaming the sure. earth looking to take people, you know, captive. And I'm like, mm. I'm not going to fall victim to that. Yes. So Wow. 
Okay, man. Well, we could just go on and on and on, and, and maybe we should. Maybe we should come back around here after we get. Let's let the folks hear these three. Maybe we'll revisit this here in a couple months as well. But let, let me just uh, wrap up with uh, maybe just a couple thoughts. You know, uh, when I was 20, I still remember standing in a driveway uh, at at my house, and uh, my buddy said, "What if we're wrong?" Mm. We're, we're, we're going radical for Jesus. We're believing the word of God. What if we're wrong? And I remember us talking and I said, well, uh, and his conclusion was, well, even if we're wrong, if we lived a life like Jesus, we probably would have a good life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I said, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, that's, that's one level. Uh, but then it was at a deeper level where I, I had to say, it's not, you know, what if we're right, if we're wrong or living a good life, but it's it's who are we going to believe ourselves mm-hmm. or God himself and me and my friends at that point at 20 years old said you know whether um, we agree with it or not at times mm-hmm. in our lives whether we feel good about it or not whether mm-hmm. it brings us great pleasure and popularity or whether it gives mm-hmm. us great ridicule and persecution we're going to believe God in his word ultimately are the authority of our lives Mm -hmm. by making that decision at 20 then at 22 then again at 30 Mm -hmm. um, reaffirming that um, brings safety yeah uh, brings the ability to find peace Mm -hmm. uh, finds a resting place yeah clarity Mm -hmm. gives me uh, always uh, help and hope because I'm not uh, confused and I think Mm -hmm. that's what uh, humility and not being confused are two different things. And I think what you and I are both saying is, hey, mm-hmm. we're not confused according mm-hmm. to God and his word. Mm-hmm. He's clear. We're with him. We trust him. We believe in him, even if it doesn't feel good to us. We're not confused, but that doesn't mean that we're not compassionate. Right. We understand we are all on a journey mm-hmm. of struggling through how mm-hmm. to live life. Mm-hmm. We've just landed on who's in charge. Right. Yeah. Amen. That's good. So with that thought, Jesus in his word, always trustworthy, and push to one another, not away from one mm-hmm. another in this dialogue yeah. and in this discourse, and hopefully these podcasts have helped you. Hey, shout out to Dr. Christina Crenshaw. <laughs> you can go to her Instagram and other things that she does because God's raised her up to be a voice, and mm-hmm. we want to listen to the right voices in the abundance of voices in these days. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Passion Purpose Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.